All right, guys, here we go. Nordy's podcast, huge episode. We're going to break down uh, the Game 7 uh, fizzle out by the Minnesota Wild. We're going to talk NBA playoffs. We're going to congratulate Ryan on his team, Chelsea, winning the Champions League. Here we go. Nordy's podcast. And here we go, Nordy's podcast. I'm Eric. I'm here with Ryan and Jim. How are you guys doing? Um, giddy, I think, for this particular podcast. Hmm. I wonder why. Well, I'm doing great for no particular reason. Eric? I am doing worse than both of you guys because my team is not even in the Europa Conference, let alone competing to win the Champions League like both of your teams have won in the last two Champions Leagues. But other than that, I'm happy for you guys and I can't wait to talk sports. Sounds great. Let's do it. Not- we appreciate your we appreciate your candor, Eric, in not- in being magnanimous about that. Not even the Europa Conference. We didn't even make the Europa Conference. But you didn't want to make the Europa Conference, so you're happy about that. You're right. You're right. All right, guys. <laughs> here we go. Before we get started, we need you guys to give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram at Nordeast Podcast. Also, subscribe anywhere you get your favorite podcasts from. Get the Nordeast Podcast directly to your phone or your device each and every week for free. What a deal. Yep. Go back, check out our screencast, which was really good. We watched Mission Impossible 5. We had Northeast Rates. We talked about shows you should watch. We had all kinds of news. It was a great episode. Go check it out. It was a good one. I agree. It was. All right, guys. Uh, also, we're drinking beer because that's what we do on the show. What are you guys drinking? All right. Um, Eric, I want to thank you once again. I, I came over last minute before this podcast. I ran over to your house. I said, give me two beers now. I have nothing at the house, which uh, you did, and I appreciate it. So this is the other one that we're both drinking now, uh, Insight Brewing. Um, it's a cream ale that they've added orange and espresso to. So coffee and orange flavors. Um, Eric, you just tried it. I'm about to. What do you think? Um, it's fine. It's interesting. <laughs> I, I, yeah. don't think it's I don't think it's bad by any means. I don't know if cream ales are my favorite. I don't know if espresso is my favorite flavor. Um, but I kind of appreciate their shot at this one. Um, I don't know if a four pack of this is fun, but like, I wish I had one of them. Yeah. Like I'm yeah. right. I'm it's fine like, with all the your analysis. I'm good with that. I have nothing to add. It's fine. Yeah, it's, like, it's a fun little flavor combo of the orange and the espresso. It's their limited spring release. And yeah, I don't know. It'd be fun if you split a pack with your friends. And it was like a cheap four pack. Sweet. Okay. I've got a beer that's uh, pretty new to the pod. Uh, it's a Sabro uh, Pineapple Coconut Hazy <laughs> IPA that is known as Dino Holiday <laughs> from Falling Knife. Seven straight. Did you go and buy that for the bit? I saved this one (laughs) just for the podcast. We're gonna run out. Dino Holiday. We we got Falling Knife on seven weeks in a row. Let's do it. Let's keep it going. I have I have none left. So I have none left either. I think I think the bit might be over. We we'll see. I'm gonna go look for them. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Knocking on the door of. Yeah, knocking on the door of Falling Knife. Hey, you guys got any cans of Dino Holiday? I got a thing I got to do with the podcast. It's really important. All right, here we go. Uh, pre-game warm-up. Ryan, what do you got for us today? So this is an NBA question. Of I love these questions of, like, who would you rather start your franchise with today, mm-hmm. right? If you had an expansion team and you had the first pick and you got to pick anybody in the NBA unprotected, would you rather start your franchise with today, James Harden, Kevin Durant, or Steph Curry? Mm. So let's just say LeBron's off the table and those are the three 
unprotected picks that you could go with to start your franchise tomorrow? Okay, I think probably Kevin Durant. I think he's got years left. He's maybe the best true scorer of all time, even if he's not the best shooter, which would be Curry, right? Curry's the best shooter. Harden obviously is a great scorer, but he more he more gets to the line to do his scoring, it seems like. Um, all three are amazing scorers, but I think KD is probably the best out of the three. Okay. Um, that's probably who I'd go with. I think Eric is, is looking up stats in order to assist with his decision. No, I had a simple thing. I looked up, I just looked up their ages. Okay. Mm -hmm. You have a guess on who is the oldest and who's the youngest? Yeah. I think that Harden is the oldest, then KD, then Steph. Um, the oldest is Steph, then KD, then Harden. Oh. All right. 33, 32, 31. Um, my pick would be Harden. I think that KD is the best of these players for his career. I think Harden actually might be the worst of the three players for their career. But Harden is two years younger than Steph. He's the youngest of the three. Um, he's had the healthiest career of the three. Mm-hmm. Uh KD's body scares me and the serious injuries he's had. He's 32 years old. He's missed entire season before. He's a big man who's dealt with injuries. That kind of spooks me. Um, mm-hmm. I think that the thing with Harden is, is that his game is not so much based on athleticism as much as it is on his skill, his smarts, his savvy. And he kind of bullies people with his big body. Um, I kind of think his game is going to last the longest of the three, where he will be an effective scorer even as he loses his legs a little bit because his game has never relied on him to be a freak athlete. So I think mm. Harden is going to be just like a like a long time now, like big point guard who can like feed and score. And I would pick. I think it's so a I good think, pick. I think you both have great answers. I think if you want to make a splash right away and sell a bunch of jerseys and sell a bunch of like you know what I mean, like merch. Curry is the pick. I think if you want to hope that you're actually going to be competitive, KD is the pick. But then I think the long-term solution to have like, uh, you know, like sort of a Vegas Knights uh, teaser for the future segment, like have like Vegas Knights success early, I think Harden is the pick. So like they all kind of fall into a, a, a specific category of like, well, how cool would it be? Like I'm starting a franchise and I get Steph Curry. How many people would want to come play with him? Probably quite a few. I think like for the for the chance of like watching exciting basketball and you're going to have packed, you know, stadiums and all that kind of thing. Um, KD would be like, yeah, I mean, he's fantastic. A little sensitive on the Internet, a little sensitive on Twitter. Yeah. Gets butt kind of easily. I actually can't stand him. Out of the three, like, the person I like best personality wise is is curry for sure and then like if you're like actually we have kind of like a four-year plan to try and make this work i think harden's the right pick so so anyway. if you could pick any player in the league to start if you had the number one pick who would you pick Giannis. yeah i would pick um Jokic. luca no question luca. I, li- I like Giannis better i think he's more versatile i i i agree that you know luca is a fantastic pick uh but i think you can do a lot more with with Giannis. that's just my opinion from an uneducated Basketball X's and O's standpoint, I feel like the versatility uh, of what he brings is a little bit more robust than Luca. He's probably better right now, but he's also four and a half years older than Luca. Luca sure. turned twenty-two. He's just—he's the man. He's, he's. I know you. I know you love young guys. I know that's your thing. Well, if I was picking a franchise, I'd be like, who could I have for fifteen years? Yeah, no, that's fair. <laughs> they would lose. It's crazy. It's it's crazy to think that Dallas stumbled upon Dirk Nowitzki 
for however many years he was there. And then Luca, I know it's a, it's a different NBA now, but the fact that Mark Cuban identified European center forwards that shoot out lights out from any spot on the basketball court and it's almost like the the Packers with quarterbacks like how, how did you guys stumble upon both of these guys it's kind of crazy how about, I got a funny tweet I saw the other day about, uh, that's relevant okay ready I saw the tweet it was like Porzingis and Luca are like Shaq and Kobe except for Luca is both Shaq and Kobe <laughs> <laughs> that's brilliant <laughs> that's a fucking great tweet that is great uncredited i'm sorry whoever wrote that <laughs> all right guys uh, moving on here we go starting lineup time uh we have to start with ryan's team chelsea winning the whoa team. whoa whoa this is part of the starting lineup this should be like one of the main segments well anyway, what the hell are we gonna say? i mean congrats what are we hey. gonna say? let's break down the game in the first 10 minutes it was all city no they, <laughs> league. they won one game we're not gonna recap the whole tournament this and is it was a zero to one game this is the first topic this is before anyone else tunes this is out the a topic ryan we want you to give you your time and your big we're moment starting, we're starting with it <sighs> okay fine <laughs> He's already already a 10 minute talk about the game yes I was hoping for that. Oh, I'm kidding. I'm he kidding. Has, I'm, he's I'm, like I'm, slowly puts away his notepad. Yeah. <laughs> I'm being selfishly. I'm being selfishly incredulous, right? Because, uh, but if we're leading with Chelsea, if this we're is the a topic, Chelsea. then that's that's big for Eric. So I appreciate that. Um, what happened? What did we do? You won. You're Chelsea champions of Europe. Won the Champions League. Um, this has to be. Uh, by the way. Chelsea was one of the best teams in Europe this year, as the Premier League showed its absolute dominance over Europe. As almost every way better, as almost every one of the top teams in Europe, rating wise, was from um, the champ was from the Premier League in England. I believe the top ten English teams were all in the top twenty rated teams in Europe. So deservedly so. So pretty much like. If you went to the numbers of like 538 or you broke it down with even the, the, the betting markets, they favored the English team so much. So a Chelsea season, which floundered in the middle before, um, you know, kind of focusing again and making their way through many of Europe's biggest teams to get to the Champions League final, get themselves back into the top four, finishing in fourth place. Um, it was obviously they were one of the best teams. But it seems almost like it came out of left field a little bit as they changed coaches in the last few months. They didn't. They they made the the top four on the last day of the season, um, but they beat City three times in the last month of the year, like six weeks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Which is you love to see. You love to see it. Fuck City. So the first half of the game before the Havertz goal, um, it was City was was probably the better team, but they couldn't make the final pass to get themselves a goal or even a big time scoring chance. So it was a lot of like possession domination and positional domination without actual, actually any end product. And Chelsea was kind of hitting on the counter and probably had the better chances, even though they didn't have the control of the game. How were you feeling in the first, you know, 30 ish minutes of the game? Well, which is a great question. I think it was very symbolic of what, uh, system sort of um, what do you want to call it like rope-a-dope mentality that Tuchel has embedded in the Chelsea side of we're going to let them think they're you know going to get close and then defensively we're just going to shut down anything that comes near the box and 
Chelsea now holds the record for the least amount of goals conceded in a Champions League winner campaign of four. We allowed four goals in the entire Champions League tournament, which is crazy. pretty crazy considering, well, I, I guess we didn't play that many of like great offensive teams, right? I mean, we weren't playing we played City and against Real Madrid, though. City, Real Madrid, Porto, Atletico, like, you know, yeah. some pretty solid teams overall. Like Those last you know, four major offensive powerhouses. Sure. Um, so overall, I, w- I was not, I wasn't nervous like early on. I, I, I felt good about, you know, our defensive structure, but then Tiago gets hurt. Tiago Silva gets hurt. And then I get, I got nervous because he's sort of, you know, kind of the mainstay stalwart older, but we had to bring in another young guy, Andres Christensen, who's just fine, but not as good as Tiago. So, um, I was feeling pretty good. Um, although, you know, there were some wasted chances in the, you know, city final third that I thought could have changed the tide a little bit more, but mm-hmm. overall felt pretty good. Did so they you scored at the end of the first half and then the, the second half was scoreless. Correct. Right? Okay. Yeah. yeah Havertz got the goal at like the 46, 42nd minute or something like that. Mason Mount to Kai Havertz. He rounds the keeper like a classic Fernando Torres and, uh, Slots at home, goes up one zip, and then they were just professional in the second half. I mean, City, I believe, ended the game with one shot on target. Correct. I knew that City wasn't going to win the game when it started to remind me of Mikel Arteta, who is, uh, is you know, the protege of of uh, Pep. And I was like, oh, yeah, I've watched this game before. I, I know. They're just hitting, hitting crosses in the box left and right. Yep, yeah, they were real creative with their lineup. But when one team just really battens down the hatches, like, they're not going anywhere. So, well, the, the, that was the time I got the most nervous was, you know, so to start the second half, like, Chelsea had a lot of possession. Um, I think City was kind of inviting that a little bit. They wanted Chelsea to try and, you know, come forward a little bit and then they could counter. But then, like, from the 70th minute on or so, we were basically just, like, behind our own half. Yeah. And that's a, that's a scary thing against a team like City. I know KDB had gone out um, with, the, with the facial injury and um, some things weren't working for them. But, like, to just sit back for basically 25 minutes against City is, <laughs> like, absolutely terrifying, Indeed. even without Kevin De Bruyne. Did you think that it was a dirty play by Rudiger? So I think it was definitely a dirty play and he got a yellow card for it. Yeah. But I don't I don't think he meant to like hit him in the face and fracture his, you know, eye socket. Yeah. I think it was just like a, you know, basketball players do that all the time where they like they're like oh, I'm going to hold my spot even though I know it's a foul and I know the other person's going to be like half injured for it. Oh, there's, I, there's I, no, I, there's, there was no other thing that they could have done besides a yellow card and I just think like if you were if that would have happened to Mason Mount, you would have been really pissed. <laughs> but there's no other punishment. There's no orange card. No, I don't think I don't think it was a red. Even if even if that would have happened to Mason Mount, I don't think it's a red because he oh. he holds still. Like it's not like he like threw an elbow and like hit him in the face. Like he just he held his body position like he was setting a pick in the NBA, and it was definitely a yellow because for sure. I, I so I think he, it wasn't like he was going to score a goal. Like I was was overrated all night, anyways. But he did. It was it was pretty sad to watch him go off. I, you could see. Well, it. especially I when like trying loved to it. I mean, I don't like the injury stuff. But you know, when it's like a face thing, you know, he's not going to have like permanent whatever. I mean, I just have to. My hat is off to to Chelsea for not only shutting out, clean sheeting City. You also made Kevin De Bruyne cry, and I just think that's amazing. That's a great day. <laughs> 
That's like a fucking bonus. All right, well, yeah. it's official now, new rule. Until Arsenal wins the Champions League, you guys can't complain too much about soccer. Mm, that's going to be a long okay, time. I'll take too much. I'll just use that as my flexibility to do whatever I want. All right, um, guys. Uh, wait, wait, wait. Can I, can I complain about the league, though? Yeah. I'll but, not cha- but not Champions League. You just can't be like, oh, man, it sucks. Chelsea's in fifth place so hard. We're like, I'm like floundering in 11th. <laughs> like man yeah no, you're fucking hard guys please no, and I, I like to be respectful because i i know i know how much if it, it, it's like tyler in our group chat with like the packers versus the vikings like he's a very respectful packer fan because he knows how much like the vikings sucking hurts like, you man that must hurt guys <laughs> yeah, yeah. like sorry guys which is he's almost worse nice when it. he's like when he he's like sorry guys huge asshole about it like the the sorry guys I wish it wasn't like this. Like that almost makes it like worse where you're like, fuck you. Yeah. You mother- no, so, I don't want to be that guy. And while I'm proud of my team, I'm not going to openly like brag in front of you and like rub it in your face. Listen, I like to be respectful. I, I, it's, it's not like the, uh, I'm, I'm like humble bragging, but like, Oh, I'm going to be a gracious winner. It's be, I, Eric, I know how, how much this stuff affects you. And I really don't, I'm not, I don't want to be the guy that's like rubbing it in. I think you, at all. I think you, you, even, even though we've had a much better 10 years than you guys. <laughs> um, and since Giroux has signed with Chelsea, um, he's won <laughs> Europa League, Champions League, the FA Cup, the league, etc. I don't want to rub that in. I don't want to, I don't want to drive that home any further. But <laughs> Well done. <laughs> all right. Well, Congrats to Ryan. Congrats to Chelsea. Exciting times in the Super Bowl of soccer. All right. Other soccer news. Nike drops Neymar. Neymar was accused of sexual assault, I believe. Not just harassment, but assault of a Nike employee. So Nike opened an internal investigation, which Neymar refused to cooperate with. So they dropped their like number two soccer yeah. star. No, number so do you guys know the story, soccer. what he did or what the allegation is? No. So he obviously has this big deal with Nike. There's like an exact woman at Nike who's been very, very good for them. She's very high up. She's really important. She's very good at her job. And they were out promoting Nike stuff. And it was like three in the morning. And her and one other Nike employee were asked to bring Neymar up to his hotel room because he's wasted and he's causing a scene. So they bring him up and then he uses this opportunity to try to like coerce her into giving him head. So he's begging her and not letting her leave and just doing all these these awkward, horrible things. So she gets out of there. She tells Nike. Nike does the right thing, which is like protects her and launches a big investigation. Neymar does not cooperate in any way won't talk his lawyers tell him to don't don't say anything so they drop one of their biggest investments in in sponsorship just like that good for them good good for them bravo nike i'll buy a pair of nikes this week for that well except for the fact that they employ like you know nine-year-old kids to assemble their school their shoes but other than that yeah they did this one (laughs) <laughs> no, that's great. That's great. But like, but like, I'm assuming that if uh, all of the alternatives are doing the same thing, so it's not like you can be like, oh man, I'm gonna only wear um, bird New Balance Toms. You're that shit for sure. Like, come on. <laughs> like, I'm, gonna out, I'm, I'm gonna find out where New Balances are made. Yeah, they're like made in like yeah. You find out. All right, Myanmar. Um, we'll move on um, to basketball. Okay, uh, Jay Cole. 
is already done playing in the Rwandan Basketball League. Well, that yeah. was, how long did that lasted? As long as the Super League? Yeah, it wasn't long. He, I think he had, I think he played four games and he had three points total. Um, I think it turns out that you know having these mixtapes in in a lifetime where you're balling out on on you know random IT professionals. Um, is a little different than going in and playing even in a, a you know a Rwandan professional basketball league. Um, you know, it's not the same level of play as you're getting in you know the NBA. But these guys, these guys are a little much. So I'm you know I'm sure that the, this basketball team, the Rwandan Patriots, are not they they are not unhappy that they did this. I mean, it was huge publicity for them, um, including you know tourists to the tourism to the area, the league itself. All those things were a big win. But he did say, all right, I'm, I'm going back for personal reasons. I'm going to, you know, I have something with my family going on. I have fulfilled my contract and I'm going to try to get better. So um, I'm not saying the professional basketball dream is dead for him, but his album, The Offseason, is fire. So he's good in that regard. OK, so real quick to t- take this back to the shoes, New Balance <laughs> assembles more than four million pairs of shoes per year in the USA. Hey, oh. that's why Eric has and a so New Balance club. Their domestic, their domestic value of shoe assembly is at seventy percent. So most of the shoe manufacturing is done here in the USA. And New Balance, a bunch that happens in Britain too. New Balance is my only shoe moving forward. Dude, love it. Jesus, yeah, I got I've got Adidas. Look that up later, okay? Just let me know because I like the Adidas. All right, here we go, guys. Next up, fans abusing NBA players. Oh. Dude, they don't know how to act. They forgot how to act. I think that this is like ridiculous because as a person who loves the hostility of the fans, mm-hmm. um, the cheering, the jeering, the some of the insults, the sneering, he, <laughs> the, the, even the like making noise outside of their their hotel, and even the yelling at their bus as it goes by, and even like. Some of that is great, and I love it, and it's part of the game, and it's fun. But that line can be crossed when you're abusing people's families, when you're physically um, intimidating people, when you're throwing things at people, dumping things on people, yelling slurs at people. Mm -hmm. I think that all crosses the line, and it becomes not fun anymore at that point. Yeah, Yeah. there was a lot of it. There was So the the thing you probably heard of was, you know, a fan dumped – I think at the the Jazz is it the no it's the Wizards who's the Wizards playing what they're playing the Sixers okay so a Philly fan dumped popcorn on uh, Westbrook as he was leaving as he was injured tacky move really really shitty and then another guy spit on Trey Young and then another group of people were like you know shouting like racial slurs at his family so uh, and th- those were the Jazz fans um it all sucks it's it's none of it's good all those people have been identified in lifetime ban from NBA. So in any event at that, at that arena, actually too. I I think, you know, pretty appropriate and severe penalties, but still like have some class, have some fucking class people. These are humans. This is, this is, sorry. This is a symptom of, uh, Trump USA. And, it, it's always been boiling underneath, right? Mm-hmm. Um, everyone was like, oh, I have to be so PC. I'm so tired of the PC police. Well, that's because you're fucking racist and you're a pile of garbage mm-hmm. who wants to be like, if you hate the NBA so much because black people are in it, why are you buying tickets? Like, why are you even there? Mm-hmm. If, if you're entire life revolves around hating black people and you want to use the n-word why are you buying tickets to something that is predominantly 
um not perform but like it, you know is you know it has a lot of as a majority of african-american people right. as employees like you think like your money you know you want to say like oh capitalism this and that well speak with your wallet right don't go Ryan, don't support i'm just, that. Here. Don't buy I'm that just shit. here for tyler hero yeah exactly i'm here supporting <laughs> uh the guy that didn't kneel for the national anthem yeah. you know seven months ago so like that shit's so stupid and these racist idiots feel so emboldened now because it's cool to be racist again if you're in some level of demographic. Yeah. Yeah. And so fuck these people. Don't let them into arenas. Name them, shame them, and get them out. Like, call them out. Put their picture on the wall. Like, I don't care. Like, get these people away from any of the things that we enjoy. Fuck them. See, I yeah. think the, the big problem to me is like people going to the game and like talking a certain way, but not understanding that there are a bunch of kids there who this means a ton to and they're really excited about it. And this is like larger than life to them. But you can sure. stop saying the F word because you're with your buddies drinking beer and like, who cares? It's all about you because you paid a bunch of money. And that's mm-hmm. just so obnoxious to me. It's like you have to understand the company that you're in and the people you're around. You might not get to choose the people you sit by. Maybe you didn't want to sit by a bunch of kids, but they're the people who are there as well. And so mm-hmm. I just think like the behavior by people at games is appalling sometimes like you can get mad and you can yell and you can be emotional or passionate without having to cross a line. And I always think it's sickening when people abuse the families of the players. Like it's yeah. just sickening. It's the worst. It's just so unacceptable. Like if I sat by Aaron Rodgers' family, just kidding, they'd never be at his game. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, yes, yes, yes. That was I, a big setup, wasn't has, it? You don't give a fuck family? about the families, do you? If I, I didn't know he had a family. Joke, if I sat by Devonte Adams' family at a game, I would be like super nice to them, and I would be like, "Man, I hate the Packers, but what a player, Devonte Adams! You know, it's so cool that you guys are here." Like, I'd be so nice to them, even as I booed the hell out of him for everything that he did. But yeah. it's not. Well, that's because that's because you're a normal human being. You're, Eric. Raised, like, right. you're a regular right. person. Scott and Laura raised you right, man. You just those other people ain't like that. It's just like these people are playing a game for your entertainment. And it's just like, yeah, you can boo them, but like there's a line that can be crossed. And NBA fans right now have been away too long or something, and they are crossing that line a lot. And so I hope that we don't see more of this. I hope we kind of like reset what we're supposed to be as fans. Um, and we don't have to go to back to like playing in bubbles because fans are such assholes. Well, like, uh, wait, was that Philly fans that did that? Yeah. Well, okay. I mean, that's not all that shocking because they're the worst fans in every sport, maybe. Possibly, yeah, I'm not horrible. sure. But Either that, or the let's same, let these guys run our test people. Well, just also, yeah. just let just I I really think like the naming and shaming of these people will do plenty. Put this guy's fucking name all over social media. Like if you're the Phillies, be like, uh, you know, Clive Franklin has been banned indefinitely from any events at XYZ Center. And if you see Here's him, his home address. Know. Here's his kids. No, school. you don't need to dox him. You don't need to dox him. But just be oh. like, if you see this person at any events at 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 our you know facilities, please notify security immediately, and he'll be escorted from the premises because we don't tolerate that kind of stuff. Right. All right, guys. Let's uh, talk about something else that we shouldn't have to tolerate. That's the state of hockey losing a playoff series to fucking oh, Las Vegas. Yeah. <sighs> hey, man. You know what? I'm going to set the tone right now, and I'm going to applaud the Wild for a great season, for a hell of a fight when we had written them off entirely. 
after losing three straight, which was really sad and really ugly. Um, but then they won. They came back and won two more when no when none of us thought they were going to get to game seven. Um, they did. They put up a fight. They kind of got smoked in game seven, unfortunately. Um, and we can talk about that. But, dude, this season to me was bonus. We will be better next year. I would be willing to get some odds and then bet with you guys uh, like 20 bucks or something that they win the first se- first series of the playoffs next year. I would like to just thank the Golden Knights for one, having, as the NHL thinks, the best fans in sports. Um, we've had a team for four fucking years. The NHL, the dumbest the dumbest league in all of sports and all of Earth. Um, it's like blow slam ball, in my opinion, for how poorly it's run. Thinks that their dream series of the Carolina Hurricanes and the Las Vegas Golden Knights would be great television to help them get uh, people to watch their game, even though it would look... Whoa, whoa, whoa. I can't believe you're discounting all of the fans in Tampa Bay between the tourists and the blue hairs, Eric. Yeah. Um, so what would happen is, what's going to happen is they're going to get like some southeast like some southeast state uh, team, like the Lightning or the Hurricanes versus the Golden Knights, and they're going to have a series that like loses out to like a rerun of MASH for game six, but that's what they want. They don't want Canada. They don't want Minnesota. They just want these loser ass fans uh, because they have like bottle service and like, um, you know, flames that shoot out before the team comes out or something. They got the hot tub, you yeah. know, in yeah. section 320. They got the hot tub. They got the, the escorts at every co- enclave <laughs> and conclave. They got everything. I would like to. I like how you said enclave and conclave, like because I didn't know the real words, so I just went for it. Um, I'd like to concourse. Maybe it's concourse. I don't know. I want to thank the Golden Knights before we do anything else, though. Thank you, Golden Knights, for defeating us and saving us from our fate. If we played against the Colorado Avalanche, who are going to win the Stanley Cup, actually, the Avalanche beat the Golden Knights in Game One tonight, seven to one. Oh my God! They are. That's. That's also like some of the regular season scores that the Avalanche had against the Wild, like just absolute drubbing. Oh, they fucked us up. So are you guys more of the mind of like, if you get beat, do you now want that team to go and win the whole thing? Because then it makes you look better because you lost to the champions, right? I mean, maybe you would have beat everybody else in the playoffs, but they were the champions. No, or I do you prefer to like have those people sink hard and fast? No, I think to myself, like which fans... Um, are probably the least racist and which fans deserve it the most, which is like Canadian fans in the in hockey, followed by like, I don't know, I'm kind of cheering for the Islanders and Canada right now. Okay. I don't know why. I mean, like, I just imagine their fans being less racist than like Tampa, Carolina. Philly. <laughs> Carolina literally like, you know, has done everything they can to like make gay people's lives bad. And I don't want them to do all so. That's kind of how I decide. It's kind of a fucked up way to like think of sports, but that's like how I think. That's been, you've been actually, that's been your perspective for a couple years now. Yeah. And that's why you went the opposite direction on Kansas City. That was one of your backup teams. Ooh, Kansas City. When you witnessed them spoiling the moment of unity, a moment of unity. That's, it was so generic and they hated it. Yeah, they were like, hey, the, the players are going to come together as a moment of unity between people of different races, and we're all going to hold hands and show the. I'm not even stuff. sure they said race. I don't even. I think they kept no. it more generic than that. They still they hated did. it. And then, but that was what it was about. And then the yes. fans were like, "We're the defending Super Bowl champions. We hate race stuff. We don't even like black people except for Patrick Mahomes." Like that's literally what it was. It was <laughs> fucking disgusting. 
Like I can't believe it happened. So yeah, I I really am not cheering for Vegas. I'm good on. That. Okay. All right. Uh, the Wild um, have an issue. It's called Zach Barisi. I know he played okay in the playoffs, um, but he's due to make like eight million dollars for like two or three more years. They obviously don't. I mean, tack that on with Ryan Suter at like ten million dollars, and you're at eighteen million dollars of a seventy-five million dollar budget between two aging. Well, they have, they have whatever it is. They have identical contracts. So they both have the exact same contract. I think it's like eight and a half million or something. Suter to me is still like a suitable um, NHL player. Like he's still pretty good. Uh, he's not a star, but he's still like a good defenseman. Um, Parisi, they obviously want him gone. And like they're trying to like force him out. It's just going to be really interesting to see how. Dude, Brian Suter's contract runs out when he's like 42. Yeah. I think they both are going to be in their 40s when it's over. It's not Jeez, Christmas. Like, what a horrible decision. So that hurts a little because um, if you could imagine getting those contracts off the books, that's like $16, $17 million. That's like four top-level players that they could. It's like trading Kirk Cousins. It's like it's like four yeah. top-level players that they could add to their team. And, like, what you saw in the series was that Everyone wanted to be all over Kaprizov because he wasn't scoring enough. But it's like in the NHL, if you don't have a lot of options, a team can take a guy out of the series. But you couldn't take a bunch of guys out. And so that's why even though the Wild were a very good defensive team, there were just a lot more options to score goals for the Golden Knights than there were for the Wild. And you could see that. And so yeah. I just think that um, the Wild are going to have to move a few pieces, get better on faceoffs, and get some kind of other weapon. Um, I think that the move would end up being like the wild trade, a couple really good pieces. Like they have two first round pick. They have a couple really nice young players coming up. It might be like you trade a big package to get a star player, like a Jack Eichel, but also part of the reason you're giving up so much is because the team has to take back. Okay. So here I looked up a little bit of the contracts and Suter was at 8 million this season, but then it goes six, two, one, one. Yeah. But the problem is that's the most money he makes. And the cap hit is a average of the salary for the whole thing. And so the cap, I understand. understand. So the cap, he's not going to be making much at the end. Um, So that's a, that's actually a reason why. Oh, so they've, they've prorated the cap hit. Throughout yeah. the length of the contract, so the cap hit is the same for the whole contract, which I believe is somewhere around eight million. But um, seven the idea, five. Yeah. The idea is that you could you could get rid of like maybe Parisi will want to retire if he's only making a million the last two years, and he'll be like, "Fuck it, I don't need to keep." Playing for this I think that the ideas have. Um, quick question in this series on the Wild, who was who really came out and played awesome and surprised everybody, and who was the biggest disappointment? Um, Joel Eriksson I thought was really good. He was obviously really banged up by the end of the series, but like he's obviously a really nice piece. He's kind of your like Koivu replacement. Is like he'll okay. never be the star of the team, but like he could be here for you know fifteen years and have a really great career for us. Um. I was really disappointed with um, Jared Spurgeon, who did literally nothing. Uh, Matt Dumba, who is, I hope he's going to be in Seattle next year. And um, Kevin Fiala. I know he came on a little at the end of the series, but he needed to be the guy on a separate line from Kaprizov who could build, you know, get some offense going. And he just didn't really do it. And so I thought those were the three guys that I was kind of disappointed Okay. Uh, I agree. I think uh, Jordan Greenway kind of falls into the same category of like guys that we were expecting to step up and be better. And we're basically invisible by a team that who that's been through the playoffs before knew what to do. I think, 
Kaprizov had too much weight on his shoulders, and they were like anytime he touched the puck, there were two guys that were going to slam him into the boards. Um, but then also, I think just a little bit on Bill Guerin. Um, we definitely seemed like the undersized team, and excuse me, Vegas was crushing us every time our guys like gave up the puck like our guys were getting bludgeoned yeah. into the boards so much more than they were i think they they have a much more like a much more pedigreed team um that's built for playoff hockey um than the wild and i think that we're going to need to get a little bit bigger and a little bit tougher and a little bit stronger and i know you know a lot of our game is built on finesse you know like you said like you know fiala was a little bit of a disappointment because um He's kind of a little bit, he's been a much larger facilitator overall and didn't really do a whole lot. Um, but I think uh, as far as bright spots, like even like weirdly guys like Nico Sturm kind of stepped up a little bit. And maybe that's just sort of because nobody else was. Um, Felino was okay. And uh, Fiala was invisible, but I think, I think Joel Eriksson is the guy that that definitely um, rose to the occasion and was was definitely like at seventy five percent capacity by, by the end of that series. So okay. I mean, you could tell like he was labored, um, getting like just just pummeled into the corner boards, um, and it, it, I think that was just maybe maybe a little bit of a symptom of the system not working like it had you know throughout the entirety of the season and Vegas kind of figuring it out. So it was uh, it was rough to watch our guys getting like kind of just pommel game after game. Yeah, I now will pretty much tune out of the NHL playoffs. What about you guys? Yep. We will not be covering it in depth on this podcast. Who is, who's even left? I, I, I don't, don't even know. Other than Vegas and Colorado, I don't even know. Yeah, it won't be that fun. Which is a problem. Which is a problem. Like, we look at the NBA and we're like, oh, yeah, Brooklyn against, you know, and the Suns and the Lakers and everyone's got their eye on a certain series. Mm-hmm. In the NHL, if your team's out of it, do you care if Tampa is playing the Islanders for any reason? Not a bit. No. Not, right. not for one second. And Tampa has Tampa Bay has like two of the top 10 NHL players in the league and a, a very important goaltender, and nobody gives a shit. No. And that's a problem. Again, going back to Eric's point, the NHL is stupid, and they don't know what the fuck they're doing. What a dumb... No, they're terrible. All right, guys, let's uh, move on to the NBA playoffs, which are pretty exciting no matter who's in it. Um, yeah. You have uh, everybody, the hot pick was that the Heat were going to beat the Bucks. Well, guess not. They got swept, and they looked ugly. They looked yeah. bad. Torched in that series. Um, there's a couple other series that are dead already. The Nets are going to wash away the Celtics, who could only hang with them on a 50-point night from Jason Tatum. They're about to get beaten five. Mm-hmm. Um, the... Sixers are killing the Wizards. That one's about over. And um, gosh, is there another one that's already done? Atlanta, Atlanta over New York. Atlanta over New York. It does look like it's now three one there. Yeah. So those the Eastern Conference looks like pretty done and dusted. Uh, Mm -hmm. On the Western Conference, you have the uh, series that's surprisingly competitive between the Jazz and the Grizzlies. I think it's two to one Jazz at this point. Um, You have the number two Suns versus number seven Lakers, which is at Two to two now, which is exciting. Love that. You know my take. Um, Suns are going to win this thing. I believe it's two to. Is it two to two as well with the Blazers and the Nuggets? Yep. Yep. That's two to two, and then uh, it's going to be two to two with the Clippers and the Mavericks. So the West is, is awesome. The West is still the most fun. Every time. 
the West is really competitive. It's less top heavy. There's a bunch of good teams. And it's like the reason that we like playoffs in sports. And you know players on all of these teams that are elite and they're good and who they are. And that's why the NBA is second only to the NFL. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, they do the best job at marketing their players. Um, They do the best job at letting their players have a voice, um, showing the faces of their players, letting them be recognizable beyond just playing for a certain team. Um, They just are so smart with their marketing that it just makes the playoffs feel so important. Where the NHL is like, who cares about the players? The only thing that matters is the handshake at the end. Okay. Cool. Um, no, I think that this is great, though. Um, it's going to build for some really fun series here. You're going to get a Bucks um, nets series in round two, oh, which is going to be a ton of fun. Which, which I mean, you might have be... To be cheer- Everybody needs to be cheering for the Bucks, right? Instead of oh, Super Team from New York? Oh, for sure, for sure. Okay, All okay, right. good, good, good. Then you're going to get a... a well, I don't know. I figured for sure be like, no, fuck Wisconsin. I don't compromise on this. I'll cheer for the Knicks. Hate both. Or for the Nets, excuse me. Mm, man, maybe, maybe, where where are we at on uh, where are we at on Clippers Dallas? Oh, I'm big Dallas big Dallas fan here. That's why I want to win that one. Yeah, I don't know. I, I I'm just cheering for what's going to be the best matchups. I mean, it's fun getting the best players in the biggest games. Um, it's setting up for it to look like it. It looks like it will be Nuggets Lakers if I had to guess. And now um, with how this series is going between Dallas and the Clippers, I would guess it's going to be the the Clippers and the Jazz in the other series. Um, and then you're going to have the, the uh, Bucks versus the Nets, and you're going to have the uh, Hawks versus the 76. That's your guesses, yeah? That's really possible. Playoffs are fun. It's exciting. I, I actually, I don't hate, I don't hate any of those matchups. No, I kind of, I, I mean, I mm-hmm. think those are all pretty exciting. Like not, not necessarily must watch TV, but like if I get the, if I get the group text, like, Hey, turn on XYZ game. You'll, it'll be worth your, you know, worth your while. But like, that's exciting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love it. I'm gonna. I've been watching a ton of basketball. It's been great. I love the first round just for the sheer number of games you get at all times every day. Um, it sucks when it starts to go to every other day, you know. But I, uh, I love it, man. I'll be watching a bunch. Yeah, hell yeah. Agreed. All right, who's your guys' pick right now for the finals and the champion? Whew, man, I think it'll be I think the I think the Nets versus the. Uh, it is probably the Lakers, although they really have to get their shit together. They're they're not playing. Like they, you know, they're playing as if they were injured on and off all season, which they were, but they've now had four games and it's crazy. They're two to two. It's so probably going to be the super teams. What I want to see, which I don't think the NBA would let happen. I would love to see the Bucks versus the Nuggets. Like, I feel, I feel like I would love that. I I'd think, watch every game. I feel like that would be just from a basketball standpoint, an extremely fun series to watch, right? Mm-hmm. Not. It's not, it doesn't have the biggest names. It's not Durant and Harden and, and Kyrie and all that against LeBron and AD. But I think that would be the most fun series to watch. Maybe if you throw Dallas in there instead of Denver, it would be comparable. Uh, but I I think it's going to be the Nets against the Lakers. And I, I don't know if that's the best thing for basketball, but Eric, you know, you're big on like, what are the best players against the best players? What's the best matchup? And I think that might fall into it. But I think the most fun would be like Denver um, against New Jersey. I don't so, like I don't like um, the, the Lakers and I don't like the Nets. But like, if you could imagine what how electric Game Seven would be in that series, yeah, it would be insanity. 
Like you would be a thousand percent. Like the rating, the ratings, and the fandom, and everything would be out of control. It would be out so of control. Fun. So, can I just add one thing here? One one note. Eric had said that you know he wants to see these big teams, you know, come in for the finals, right? I think that when it's the same teams over and over again, those are way less memorable. Like I'm thinking of two finals winners that that's the only one they've ever won. The Raptors in 2019. How fun was that? And then the the Cavs in 2016. Yeah, I, I think feel like it's much more memorable to have like to see go see the Jazz fucking win or like the Nuggets go win. Like that would be really exciting to me. But those are exciting when when they beat a super team. So like to me, some of those examples even better because it's not it's not really well, fair. The Jazz for sure. Yeah, I mean, I mean, excuse me, the Cavs obviously. The Cavs had LeBron on their team though. You know, what I mean, that is a super. They had Kyrie. Well, that was but they also had the Kevin Cavs Love and Cavs was not it. And when you got like J.R. Smith and and, and Kevin Love, Anderson, Anderson, Anderson they, had Ky- they had Kyrie, but that doesn't. Kyrie, Kevin Love, and LeBron. That was their super team. I mean. Kyrie is is one of the best players in the league. Kevin Love at the time was a top twenty yeah. player in the league. You know, so to me, the ones that really stand out are like the the Raptors beating the Warriors, even though they didn't have Durant for most of that time. Um, that was a crazy one. And the other one I remember is Dallas, or they also didn't have uh, Clay Thompson. Yeah, they were right. they were pretty banged up. The other one I, is um, Dallas over the Heat was another one that was just wild. Like, you were just like, how are they going to win this? And they did. Mm-hmm. That was LeBron. I like to, but I get, I get how you, what you mean. Like, so it would be cool if, like, for me, if the Nuggets beat the Nets. I would love that so much. They can't because they don't have their second best player. You know, he's out. Yeah, I know. Okay, I think like the Jazz. I don't somebody. The Jazz, the Jazz over the 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 Nets would be like the kind of thing that people would remember. Yes, that's what I want. That's my dream. A great team over the super team is what people are excited about. Yeah, exactly. Crazy. All right, guys. Well, that's it. So what's the what's the Dallas? Are you talking about the Mavericks over the Heat in like 06? Yeah, is that what you were talking about? LeBron and Wade and Bosh, their first year together, they went to the finals and they played against Dirk and they lost. And they lost. Okay. And people were just dumbfounded. Or maybe one. Of, okay, I don't remember if it was their first year. Yeah, it must have been. And then their fourth year, they lost to the to the Spurs. Because he was there for four years, they went to the t- the championship all four years. They lost one year to the Ma- to the Mavericks and one year to well, the- yeah. But the Dallas, the Mavericks beat the Heat, and then the Spurs beat the Cavs. So I don't think you can. No, that wasn't LeBron on the Heat that year. No, there was like the the Heat went. He went two and two with the Heat. Oh, okay, okay, I got you. All right, I think he was the Spurs was one of them. And then the Heat beat the Thunder the next year. Yeah. After the Mavs won. Yeah, I got you. Yeah. All right, guys. And then they, beat the, then they beat the Spurs after that. They beat anyway, the Spurs and they lost the Spurs. Yeah. So I think it's exciting. I agree with you. I don't know if that's what's going to happen, but, you know, the NBA is is high drama, and that's what we like. So, all right, guys, that's it. That's all the time we have this week on the No Artists podcast. Enjoy your nice long weekend and hopefully some good weather heading into the summer here. Um, go check out our other episode. It was really good. Our first episode, we broke down Mission Impossible 5. You should watch Mission Impossible 6 with us this week uh, for our rewatch. Uh, we also played Northeast Rates. We talked about a bunch of shows and all kinds of news. It was a lot of fun. So go check that out. Um, but as always, thank you guys for listening to your three best friends for the Northeast Podcast. <laughs>